Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. is diving into the prophecies about the end of the world and the return of Jesus. And today, he will explore the idea that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. For believers like you and I, it's the light of a new day. But for those who have not believed, it will be more like the light of a freight train headed their way. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 3rd, 2022. I want to talk with you today about the prophetic significance of yet another saying. This one is, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Now, some of you doubtless have heard the response to this. Yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but it turns out it's a freight train. Oh, well. Actually, depending (laughs) on where you're at, it's even worse than that, infinitely worse than that, because the light at the end of the tunnel of this life is Jesus. Now, for Christians, that's exciting, but for others, it's terrifying. I'll take it further and say that not only is Jesus the light of the world at the end of this tunnel, so too is this world as we know it at the end of the tunnel. It's not so much a question of whether or not it's the end, It's really a question of whether or not one is on the right end of the end. Now, you'll forgive me if that sounds like a play on words. It's not my intention. The reason I say that that way is because the truth of the matter is we're either on the end of salvation or on the end of damnation. And that's just the fact of the matter. And it's for this reason that what follows will have the effect of either being a great encouragement to you, which I hope it is, or rightfully so, a final warning for you. I'll proceed with the presupposition that you're in agreement with me when I say this, The judgment of God is coming 
upon this evil Christ-rejecting world. Judgment is coming. In fact, we just started in the book of Jeremiah. I mean, wow, just wow. That's all I can say. Here's a prophet affectionately referred to as the weeping prophet who was called by God. We're told in chapter 1 that God put His words on Jeremiah's mouth to speak. What was the words that he would speak? Words of coming judgment. And here's the thing, Jeremiah, you're going to speak the words that I put on your mouth to speak, and they're going to hate you and try to kill you because they don't want to hear that message. Doom and gloom, fire and brimstone. Well, that kind of sounded good. I felt good too. Fire and brimstone. But it's the truth. The judgment of God is coming. I want to proceed with another presupposition that I also hope you are in agreement with when I say it, and it's that the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ can happen at any time. It's imminent. And here's the thing. When we go up, sudden destruction will come down. And we're going to look at prophecies, specific prophecies in the Bible here in a moment, that speak to this destruction that's coming down. It's coming down on those interesting destroying of the earth, those on the earth, and get this, even those hiding in the earth. Let's start with the destruction of the earth. Revelation chapter 11, beginning in verse 16, John by the Holy Spirit, is writing that which the Lord tells him to write and record. And he says, verse 16, And the twenty-four elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the One who is and who was, and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations, verse 18, were angry, and your wrath has come. And the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name. Did you catch that? The judgment of God is coming. The wrath of God is coming. And predicated upon what every single one of us has done with the person of Jesus Christ will determine whether it's a reward that we're on the receiving end of or it's God's judgment and wrath that we're on the receiving end of. So 
the reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great. And, and I want you to listen very carefully and hang on to this because we're going to come back to this. That you should destroy those who destroy the earth. What? Wait, so that means that there's a prophecy here about how there are going to be those who are going to destroy the earth. Yes. And when God comes in judgment, He's going to destroy those who destroy the earth. Yes, that's what we just read. So again, hang on to that. We'll come back to that. Let's talk about the destruction of those hiding in the earth. This is Revelation chapter 6, beginning in verse 12. Again, John by the Spirit writes, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it's rolled up, and every mountain and island, even Oahu, (laughs) sorry, that's not the original, was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains. Stop right there. I've wondered for a very long time, and especially more recently, as of late, if this is not a reference to those underground bunkers. Oh, have you heard about this? Have you seen these things? Oh my goodness, they're so elaborate. They're, they're so expensive too. But I mean, they go down into the earth to hide from that which they apparently believe is coming upon the earth. And to that I say, no need, because we're not going down, we're going up. Just saying. But see, they hunker down and go down and hide themselves in these elaborate bunkers, (laughs) And when the Lord comes, we're told, verse 16, they said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of Him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of His wrath has come. And who is able to stand? Well, this brings us to the third one, which is the destruction of those on the earth. So you have the prophecy concerning the destruction of the earth. You have the prophecy concerning the destruction of those 
hiding in the earth. And now we have a prophecy from the Savior Himself concerning the destruction of those on the earth. And it's in Matthew 24, beginning in verse 21. Jesus is speaking. And He says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. No flesh would survive. But for the elect's sake, in this context, speaking of the nation of Israel during the tribulation, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Were they not shortened, no flesh, no human would be able to survive that which is coming upon the earth, the likes of which has never been seen before, nor will ever see again, be seen again. The common denominator with all three of these prophecies is that they are all in play today, and as such serve as yet more signs of just how close we are to the end of the tunnel of this world. Now, before we turn a corner, I actually, because of what I'm going to share with you today, I would like to take a moment and pray because I I am keenly aware that what God has put on my heart to share is, (laughs) it's hard, and it's intense, and it's, it's very real, it's very difficult. And I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit, as only He can, would just speak, in that still small voice, into our lives. So would you join me? And let's pray. Father in heaven, I. this is weighty, this is heavy, this is truth. And Lord, we desperately need for you at this time to get our attention, and to keep our attention so that our minds don't wander as they're so often prone to, or be distracted in any way which the enemy would love nothing more than to do, so that we miss what it is that you desire to show us and speak to us in the remainder of our time together today. Lord, I pray for anyone that might be here today or watching online, that you would just steady and ready everyone's hearts to receive this truth, the reality of these prophecies in play that we just read, Lord, that it would have the much-needed effect of bringing people to You, Jesus, 
because you're our only hope. You're our only way out of this. And Lord, for those of you, and I mean, those of us who know you, Lord, thank you that we know you. Thank you that you know us. Thank you that you're coming for us to take us out of this world soon and very soon. Lord, come quickly, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I know I paint the prophetic canvas with a broad brush when I say this, but the climate change agenda is actually destroying the earth. Here's the truth. They are poisoning the skies to eliminate and limit not only mankind, but the food and water source of mankind. And if this weren't bad enough, the current man-made crisis of a food supply shortage will give way to a new controlled, genetically modified food source. I know that's kind of a lot, and if that's like drinking, as someone told me, listening to you is like drinking water out of a fire hose. Maybe just take the time in your own time and do your own research concerning this. Well, in the interest of time, I want to share with you a couple of links in this regard. The first of which is from Dane Wigington at geoengineeringwatch.org. Here's a quote. Geoengineering is the artificial modification of Earth's climate systems through two primary ideologies, solar radiation management, SRM, and carbon dioxide removal, CDR. In a post back in 2014 titled, Climate Engineering, Weather Warfare, and the Collapse of Civilization. By the way, we've included these links, and I would really encourage you to go to the website, because on there you will find a documentary that is a must-see, titled The Dimming. The Dimming. Very important. Well, in this post, which we've also included the link to, Dane explains the very essentials needed to sustain life on earth are being recklessly destroyed by these programs. The debate over whether geoengineering programs are going on is now a moot point. We have more than enough data to confirm it. We have actual footage showing tankers spraying the materials showing up on the ground are exactly the same materials mentioned in the numerous geoengineering patents and documents. 
And by the way, these patents and documents are there on the website. You can read them for yourself. Our skies today are simply not normal. Upon examination, this cannot be denied. They are filled with, get this, nanoparticulates. Does that sound familiar? Nanoparticulates of heavy metals, graphene oxide. But the skies have been filled with grid patterns for so long now that we're used to them and do not see them anymore. Sadly, the fact is that people do not look up. The experiments are literally tearing the planet apart and destroying life on earth. In this particular video, Dane reports on, among other things, the sterilization of soils, making it impossible for plants to grow without Monsanto's aluminum-resistant seeds. By the way, this is why it is that one Bill Gates is buying up all of the farmland. Did you know that? Don't take my word for anything. You be a Berean yourself. You search the Scriptures. You go back into Revelation and reread these prophecies that we just read, chapter 11, chapter 6, actually all of the prophecies from chapters 6 through 19. Go back into Matthew 24 and listen to the heart of the Savior talking about how how the world is going to be at the time of the end. It's going to be so bad that God just has to say, that's enough. That's it. And He has to put an end to it for the sake of the elect. Because were He not to do that, <laughs> the earth, you know, last week, I, bear with me, I'm sorry, I'm kind of uh, all over the place. <laughs> that never happens. But anyway, last week I, I uh, posed a question. And I just appealed to our God-given intellect and and reason and ability to kind of think things through. That's a, that's a God-given intellect. I think of the prophet Isaiah, who pleads <laughs> as he prophesies to the people, come, God through the prophet Isaiah says, let us reason together. Let's just be reasonable. Let's reason through this concerning man's sin. Well, let's reason through this. I appealed to that reason, that God-given intellect, and posed this question. Do you really believe that everyone and everything that is in place now will still be in place even 10 years from now? We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.